Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Greetings and it's meeting time. Folks, hang on to your seat because you're going to hear a testimony from a man that's journeyed from prison to the pulpit. He's my Christian brother and his name is Dominic DeMarco. Dom, welcome. Thank you, Terry. It's great to be here. Oh, been waiting for this, my friend. Dom, last week we aired the topic of wanting recovery versus needing recovery. So would you please start from the beginning of your journey and share what it took for you to not only realize that you needed, but you wanted rescued from this abyss of addiction? Absolutely, Terry. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm humbled and honored to be here. Um, for me, you know, addiction just showed up one day. Uh, I, I was a kid growing up, a little bit of alcohol, um, maybe some marijuana. And, and then uh, things changed in, in the late 70s, early 80s, and uh, I, I found my kryptonite, which was cocaine. Um, it took me places that I never thought it would take me, and I don't mean that in a good way. Um, it, it, it robbed me of everything. See, in our addiction, we have to give up absolutely everything and everyone that we love and care about to feed that addiction. But in our recovery, we only have to give up one thing to have everything. It's the addiction or the chemical. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You have to say that again. Okay. In in our addiction, we only have to give up. We, we absolutely. In our addiction, we have to give up absolutely everything and everyone that we love and care about. But in recovery, we only have to give up the one thing to have everything. That's our addiction or the chemical. So, you know, I I got um, involved. Uh, you, you know, I don't want to get. Too drawn out to this, my dad left my mother on my 13th birthday. I had five brothers and sisters. And as an Italian growing up in the city of Pittsburgh, um, you know, in the ISDA, which, as you know, it's a breeding ground for disorganized crime, I had to make some decisions. And ultimately, the decision I made, I, I regret in some ways, but I embrace in others. Because it was through that pain and suffering that I was able to cultivate the relationship today that I have with God and Jesus Christ. Amen. So... I got involved in drugs, uh, alcohol, uh, and, and it was social for a long time. But in 1990, uh, I got kidnapped and tortured in South Florida for four or five days, or th- actually four days, and um, got, f- was able to free myself and end up suffering from a, a mild case of PTSD in 1993. I got uh, shot for the first time, and, um, and then the PTSD really set in. Uh, I, I used drugs and alcohol at that point in time to try to numb the feeling, try to try to get some rest. But unfortunately, it stopped working. You know, we were talking earlier and, uh, you know, addiction is not just about a chemical. It's also about uh, gambling, uh, food, shopping. Addiction has many faces. The names and the faces, they may change, but the game remains the same. Uh, for me, trying to take away that pain with chemicals just stopped working and I became everything I despised. Uh, so 
I went from drinking socially and, and, and maybe socially using cocaine from time to time, as everybody did. Not everybody, but everybody who was anybody back in the early 70s and 80s uh, to becoming addicted. And I ended up smoking crack. And it, it, it robbed me of everything. Crack took me to my knees. Gambling? Yeah, I was bad. Alcohol? Yes. The crack. That's Satan's knockout punch, isn't it? Absolutely. It's my kryptonite. So that being said, I knew that something had to change because unfortunately, um, I, I found myself spending more time in institutions um, like jail. You mean prison? Prison, jail. That's correct. Um, I, I always said, you know, since I got clean and sober, I, I don't have any negative uh, interaction with the law enforcement. However, in my addiction, I did. And, and ultimately, it took me to the Allegheny County Jail. What took you there? Um, I got arrested for uh, uh, racketeering, money laundering, and criminal conspiracy. And I got arrested in 1991, but having fought it for so long, I ultimately ran out of money, as, you know, an addiction you will do. Um in 1996, I ended up having to go away. And in jail, uh, I didn't work well and play well with others. Tara, as you can see, I'm six foot. I'm 240 pounds. Time out. My friends, this man, he's a handsome man, but he's a big man. And you would need a bat to deal with Dominic, right? No, the bat would not work. <laughs> You know, I, I lived by a motto back then. My my name in the streets was Dynamite Dom DeMarco. Uh, when I hit people, there was an explosion. Uh, and it's not like you see on TV. When I hit people, the skin came off the bone. Um, I, I, I had four years of boxing, two years of Tai Chi and a keto. Uh, so I had a, uh, a way of striking people, and I, I ultimately got that name. The, the I, I lived by a saying, four against one's not fair. You're going to need more guys, you know. But you live by a saying now. Absolutely. What you're saying now, Dominic? Uh, I'm a loving, caring child of God. Amen. You know, um, and I'm and I am responsible. When there's a problem, I am responsible for for my brother's solution. I am my brother's keeper. So, I go to the Allegheny County Jail, and um, I don't work well and play well with others. And some guys, there's some bullies out there. And if you're a bully and you come across my path, you do not like how that ends. This I assure you. And I met a late. I was in lockdown for a. Uh, about like 20 months uh, from, from hurting people in the jail. I was one of them guys that before they could let me out for my wreck time, they'd have to lock everybody else up so they'd be safe. They were, they were really afraid of the lawsuits that would follow because they knew my temperament. And this wasn't just inmates. There were, there were guards at the time that knew this as well, and I'm sure some of them are probably listening today. Uh, the reality is, but this sister Tony, she used to come by my cell and she'd say, can I call somebody for you? And at that point in time, Terry, there was nobody left to call. And then she'd say, well, can I give you an envelope? Maybe you could write someone. Well, I don't read or write like you do. Um, and again, there was no one left to write. Nobody cared anymore. Or that's the way I felt. Who, who was Sister Tony? Sister Tony was an, uh, a minister for the Allegheny County Jail. And she would help these guys get envelopes and you know get them in touch with their families, to help mend relationships. But more importantly, she was the... She was the vessel uh, for the uh, Christian ministries and, and helping you find your way through a daily bread, a Bible, um, you know, a prayer. So Sister Tony used to come by and she'd always say, can I pray for you? And I'd say, Sister, I appreciate that, but, but go ahead, you know, God's forsaken me. And she, you know, she did this 
religiously, for lack of a better word. She was there every Tuesday, Thursday, and, and most Sundays. So Sister Tony would come by, but she, they would say, in order for you to pray with him, we have to call a white shirt. We have to bring the cert team on. We have to make sure we have to lock everybody else down. There's a lot of chaos that has to uh, incur for us to pray with him. Well, what are these white shirts? White shirt's a lieutenant or a captain. Okay. Um, again, I was not to be released without uh, adequate security there to protect everybody. Um, again, I was very physical back in the, those days. Um, the The best part, though, is one day Sister Tony came by and just uh, to tee off the 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 guard who always had something negative to say god god rest his soul or wherever he's at today i wish him the absolute best but he says you know forget about him you know everybody else has given up on him you should too and i said this day i said you know yeah you could pray with me and uh, she said well i need you to open this door and he said why we got to call a white shirt we got to get the cert team we got to get security we got to lock everybody down and she said then that's what you do this was a 70 70 to 75 year old late old lady um telling that guard what he was going to do. See, she said, I'm his spiritual advisor, and you need to listen to me. So ultimately, they did that. And we, we got, we, Sister Tony came around. Um, I, I come out of the cell. I got down on one knee, and I stunk terribly. I, you know, I had probably had not had a shower for a couple of days because they weren't real apt to follow the, the code down there. So we got down on our knees, and we prayed. And Sister Tony actually got down on her knees, and I said, "Wait, you, Sister, you can't get on the ground here. Let me get you a pillow." And I set the pillow or my blanket down so she could she wouldn't be kneeling on the concrete. And we prayed, and I did the sinner's prayer with her. And when I stood up, only one thing changed. What was that? Everything. Everything. Amen. So, Sister Tony asked me, and I I, be, I just had the sense uh, come over me a peace, a calm, in the worst place that I had ever been. And Sister Tony said, can I get you anything? I said, well, you know, I really like a book. And I didn't read or write real well back then, Terry. But uh, I needed a book. So she, the next day she came up with a Bible. And, um, you know, we began to cultivate my relationship with God and Jesus Christ. And, and, and from Hallelujah. there, and from there, my life didn't become perfect, but it got better uh, rapidly. And, and I had to go away to prison. But I had to go to way of prison no longer being that lying, cheating, stealing, junkie, alcoholic that I had become as a result of that PTSD. I was now a loving, caring child of God. And I had to learn to d- d- deal with that battle and that struggle from inside. See? And that transition takes time, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, when you start, when you accept Jesus Christ into your life and you start living his way and not the world's way, the devil will attack you. Oh, big time. Absolutely. So we go into a thing called spiritual warfare. And in that spiritual warfare, we got to have different tools. See, in the street, my hands, my feet, my elbows, and my knees, those were my tools, Terry. But in this this battle, Scripture, the Word of God, prayer, meditation, and the loving people in my life that are loving, caring children of God, that's what got me through. Support? Yeah. I've regained support. I build relationships with my family and friends. And... uh, it's funny, the disorganized crime people only sent me $300 in seven years. So, yeah, it was easy to change relationships at that point in time. No doubt, no doubt. And I bring up support because, folks, Dominic supports a lot of people now in recovery. And a lot of people support Dominic. Amen. This is what we call a we program, Dom, right? We do it together. Absolutely. And Jesus Christ is right in the center. 
Terry, I remember someone saying to me, he says, you no longer have to be alone. We, we are not alone. Amen. Amen. Hey, Dom, we're running out of time. Now, we got you out of prison. Now we need to hear about your journey of recovery, how you traveled these 12 biblical principles, and, and how God has changed you this very day. Would you come back next week? Absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, you better tell your friends, Dominic is now out of prison, and now we're going to learn how his journey began to the pulpit. Amen? Amen.